everybody, and welcome back to the ninth episode of the Stick and Puck Podcast. Once again, I'm joined here by Jack. Jack, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? You know, that's just sort of like how we like starting things out. Um, I guess before we jump into everything, uh, do you want to give your thoughts on the Bruins losing uh, three in a row? Um, so it's to me, it's just falling back down to earth. We were never going to keep up the pace. Now, what the question is, what's more concerning? The Bruins having a three-game losing streak, which happens in hockey, or Brad Marchand going crazy on a Arizona Coyotes reporter on Twitter? I didn't see that. Can you enlighten me on that? I, I literally did not see that. So it was the incident with the with um, Trevor Zegers. I don't know if you heard about oh, that. Oh, yeah, Trevor yeah, Z- yeah. Trevor Zegers got into it with a um, Coyotes player, and then – like he said something that was out of line, but they wouldn't say like what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And then um, Craig Morgan, who is the, who is a beat writer for the Arizona Coyotes. He said, I can confirm via the Coyotes that Trevor Zegers didn't say anything about Troy Stetcher. who was the other player's father during the dust up, but Per a team source, he crossed the line with, quote, some very inappropriate comments. And Brad Marshawn just responded and said, shut your pie hole, Craig. Oh, yeah, I I do. I do remember seeing something like that. Um, But, yeah, no, like I thought like the original like rumor was he said something about Troy Stetcher's dad who like just recently passed away. But like that's that he didn't say anything about that. So I don't know. I mean, I really – I don't know. I mean, the Bruins losing three in a row, like, you're obviously making the playoffs, so I wouldn't be worried about it. And you've lost to two good teams. You lost to the Panthers. You lost to the um, the Lightning. And I guess, like, the loss to Montreal is kind of confusing. But other than that, I mean, I wouldn't be too upset about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping we can beat Toronto tonight. It'll be a big test in Toronto. Get some momentum going into the All-Star break. But even if we don't, we're still, what, nine points clear in the division? Yeah, I mean, at least at least you're not the Penguins right now. I mean, we kind of have uh, no team identity at all. We lost to the uh, Capitals a couple nights ago. And, like, we do all this stuff right in that game. And we get it to the shootout. And, you know, it was DeSmith in the shootout. So, you know, we I already knew we were going to lose that game with DeSmith in net in the shootout. And we lost to the Sharks 6-4, to four, which is like, how the fuck are you losing to the Sharks? And, like, the, the only, like, I just – we lost 6-4 to four to the Sharks. We lost 3-2 to two to the Capitals. And we beat the Panthers 7-6. to six. And it's just not a recipe for, for winning hockey when our team has to go out and they know they have to score – five or six goals a night to contend because we have Jari who's, who's made of glass and is just a liability for getting hurt every season. And then our backups are not reliable at all. I mean, the Smith is, the Smith is just not good. Like, and we, we know that he's not good and we haven't done anything about that. And I guess Dustin Tokarski is our AHL goalie who we have backing up to Smith but we never play him. I think we played him once. I forget what game we played him against, but we put him in net for one of the games and he came in in relief for the Smith and then won. Then we played him the game after and then he lost. So it's just, it's just hard right now. I mean, 
the team like just looks kind of flat. You want? Do you want Ron Hexel to try to make a move at the deadline? I just know. I just know that like um, if like we still had um, J- J- I knew that if we still had Rutherford as our GM, J- he would probably be making like eight moves by now. But like the problem with Rutherford towards the end of his stint as GM with the Penguins is that all his moves just backfired in his face. The move for Jack Johnson backfired in his face. He made a move for Good Branson and that backfired in his face. So it was nice to have him like Rutherford. It was nice to have a guy who was able to make those moves. But like Hextall and Burke, like they haven't done they haven't done anything since they've gotten here besides prioritize the prioritize wrong people. I mean they prioritized Bluger over people like Gaudreau and uh, now our bottom six is horrible and it's just frustrating. I mean, I saw that uh, it was like a, a tweet and it was somebody who had listened to Elliot Friedman's podcast and Elliot Friedman thought that Thatcher Demko sounded like a good fit for Pittsburgh. Like it sounded like he was like, Oh, Thatcher Demko should go here. And like, I wouldn't hate that, but like, I know I've heard of Thatcher Demko, but I'm not like, big on him so I don't like I like I don't know what his stats are or anything but anything's better than DeSmith and Tokarski it's just is this a team that you want to make a move at the deadline and give up long-term assets for is the I just, team at that quality right now I just like I don't know who on this team is a is a long-term asset like who's like a young gun who's like like there's nobody like young on this team who I wouldn't want to who I wouldn't want to give up, and there's not like a whole lot of like AHL prospects that like I'd want to give up. I mean, the only people who would I mean there are young talent on this team that who I wouldn't want to give up like Drew O'Connor and Ty Smith who played a couple games, and Drew O'Connor has played more than a couple games, so I wouldn't want to see them go. But I just we're just in a complete like state of disarray and I just I don't know what to do I mean we have to cut like there's just players that Sullivan likes to play all the time who we just have to tell like dude you you gotta stop playing these guys because they're not good like you gotta stop playing Dumoulin up top you gotta stop playing Jeff Carter you gotta stop playing some of these guys and it's just he just won't do it because he likes their veteran presence or whatever the hell he uses to justify this situation and then We'll get the same run around after every game, you know, after every loss. He's like, you know, I like what we showed. We we showed that we competed. It was like, duh. Like, it's the same thing every night from Sullivan after a loss. It's just the same copy and paste answers. It's, it's just annoying. Yeah, it's just, are you are you in a position where you want to give up, say, draft picks to bring in some goaltending? And then do you think that gives you a chance to maybe go on a run? Or is the team not at even that level? Uh, right now, I don't think it's like a goalie that makes this team better. I just, we're just like, we have no, we have no team identity. We have like no, we have really like no standout players like who are like, like doing what they can. Our bottom six is horrible. I just want us to get some bottom six depth. And I don't really know what that entails, what Burke or Hex will have to do to make that happen. But I don't think, I don't think this team issue is just a goalie right now. I think it's just, we're all around, just not good. I mean, you're currently one point into the, to the good in terms of the Eastern Conference playoff race. Buffalo is right on your tail. 
it's a position I'd be concerned about. I mean, yeah, I definitely think like like I know we're in a wild card spot right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if we fall out. But I also wouldn't be surprised if we turn it around after the All Star break. But it's just like I'm in this weird position where I'm like, okay, I want to make the playoffs, but I don't want to see this team lose in four or five games, which might happen if we do make the playoffs. Yeah. All right. So now moving on to this was an event that happened. I believe it was the night after we recorded the last episode. Yeah, I think so. Which was Pride Night in Philadelphia. Ivan Provorov declining to participate in warmups because he the the team announced that he was opposed to the idea on religious grounds and then Philadelphia Flyers head coach John Tortorella defending that in the postgame presser. Yeah, so I think obviously Provorov decided to sit out. Um, I think he has the right to sit out if he wants to sit out, but that also, we also have the right fans. Every other player has the right to think that he's a piece of shit for sitting out. And that's what, that's what I think a lot of the back, well, especially from like the conservative media outlets were like, we're done with this woke stuff. We're done with this woke stuff. I'm just like, yeah, but you're just mad at everyone else for being mad that he sat out of pride night. Like he has as much right to sit out his pride night as we have the right to get mad at, at him. But I just think he's a bigoted asshole and he has the right to go out and say, and just express the fact that he's a bigoted asshole. And I just think, it's just annoying. Like, I don't like people who have, like, bigoted really beliefs and then they use, like, religion to justify their bigoted beliefs. I also think um, Tortorella is a giant hypocrite for not scratching uh, Provorov and because he had this whole thing, this whole fiasco where he said that he would cut anybody who, like, demonstrated during the national anthem. And it's just – I just think you're – I just think he's a hypocrite and I just – I, I don't know. I mean, I I'm I probably think that there's a lot of NHL players who I like who have views that would horrify me. They have views that I would not like. And I think a lot of people, I would say at least 40% of the league believes what Provorov believes. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the number. But just put on the damn jersey, bro. Just put it on and, like, skate. Like, all the rest of the players – you that probably have those beliefs like just put them on it's about inclusion it's not about you here's my thing if you're you're not going to wear this pride night jersey but you as a russian and member of the russian orthodox religion are okay wearing a jersey for united states military appreciation tonight with a shit ton of camo on it yeah. That's that's the thing that more concerns me. It's like I'm not asking you to like participate in I'm I'm not like asking you to like fuck a guy. I'm asking yeah. you to wear a little bit of rainbow. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, I mean it's just so it's just so annoying because like if a player, like, 
just hypothetically did not want to wear a jersey on military night to protest, you know, U.S. military aggression, everybody would be up in arms at him for doing that. And I just, it's just dumb. It's just a jersey. Just put on the jersey. And also, also, like, the flyers were like, we respect Ivan Provorov. Like, no, like, you can respect you can respect his right to make a statement like that, but you don't have to respect him as a person for having that belief. Pretty much hit what I was thinking right on the nose there. Yeah. So. And then a couple, sorry, if you have something else to say, I was no, I, slightly I changing. I don't. All right. Um, and then the New York Rangers have Friday night and it's a complete fucking disaster. They were going to have pride jerseys and then somebody mysteriously either misplaced them. What what I bet really happened was Chris Dolan phoned down and he said, I don't like this. We're not going to do this. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just weird, you know, like the league wants to be all inclusive and it wants to, you know, show that they're it, it, it's just. It's just like, if you're inclusive, then find him or suspend him or do something that shows that there's consequences to not, like, being inclusive. And it, they just, if I was the league, I would have fined Provorov. And just, you don't even have to say you're finding him because he didn't put on the jersey. Just find him because he didn't go after fucking warm-ups. Just do, do something. Like, don't, like, just sit with your hands. And the NHL, like, put out a statement, they're like, Oh, we support inclusivity. I was like, then fucking show it by doing something. You can't, you can't say you support inclusivity while at the same time allowing this player to have a bigoted belief and then go out and play like nothing happened. The problem is, you know, if they did that, then the PA would be on their ass, and then it would be a big thing. And but the thing is, you should want it to be a big thing. That you don't accept this sort of behavior happening from one of your players. I just, you're contractually obligated to go out there. You're contractually obligated to play. You're contractually obligated to go out and skate. You're most likely contractually obligated to participate in anything the league or the team wants you to do. And just to go out there and then not put on a jersey is just, I mean, it's just crazy. At least, like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get why Tortorella didn't scratch him. I don't know why Tortorella let him play. And I just don't – like, just send a message, Torts. Like, your team is at the bottom of the pack. They fucking suck. Who gives a shit about some sort of, like, who gives a fuck game on, like, a Tuesday night? Just scratch Provorov. Like, he's not even that good of a player. Like, he's not even good enough to justify not scratching him. Like, send a message. Yeah. I mean – the only thing that I can think of is that Tortorella somewhat agrees with him. Well, yeah, I'd imagine Tortorella, like I said earlier, there's probably a 40%, 40% of players in the league probably believe what what Provorov believes, which is why I don't think there's been a lot of backlash. And I know there hasn't been a lot of backlash, and there's definitely people who believe what he believes because Provorov's jersey sold out on the NHL team store like a couple days after the whole fiasco, so... It just goes to show you that, you know, hockey is not exactly the most uh, inclusive sport when it comes to that sort of stuff. 
It's it's just that it has to be really impressive when Tony D'Angelo is on your team and there's somebody that people hate more, more than him. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get why you don't scratch him. I don't get why he's not fined. It's just, it's just a mess. And then the league allowed the Rangers to do whatever the hell they wanted to do with Pride Night, and apparently like New York City Pride or whatever. Didn't know that the Rangers were gonna do that, so it's just a whole nother thing on top of another thing. It's just, yeah. All right. Well, so Gary Bettman in a interview, this came, this quote came out January twenty fourth, said the following: Nobody tanks. Mm -hmm. Nobody tanks because we have a weighted lottery. You're not going to lose games to increase your odds by a couple of percentage points. That's silly. And frankly, suggesting tanking, I believe, is inconsistent with the professionalism that our players and our coaches have. Yeah, so Bettman, if I'm not mistaken, made that comment because he gave media he gave media availability when he went to the Boston Bruins-Montreal game. Like, he just went to that game, and I think he gave media availability at that game. And it's just, I mean, like, no, teams obviously tank. And, but at the same time, like, what do you want him to say? Like, you don't want him to, like, you don't want him to say, yeah, teams tank and the integrity of the league's compromised over this one guy who's balling out in uh, the WHL. Like, I don't, like, I don't know what you want him to say there. It's just, I, I think it was smart to say that the professionalism that our players and our coaches have, because I don't think players are tanking. I don't think coaches are taking. I do think the GMs are tanking. Yeah, I mean, if he just would have said players and coaches don't tank, then that would have that would have been a suffice that would have been a sufficient enough answer. But again, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the time to curate something if he's giving media availability. He's just got to think of the answers on the fly. And I guess that was just something he thought off the cuff, but it's at least it wasn't like, it, at least it wasn't like um, his digital board ad comment where he was like, Oh, but we have studies that say that the digital board ads make watching the game on TV better because we have this little fan pool. And at least he didn't say that he had some stupid ass fan pool that showed that teams weren't taking. So at least he was, at least he was smart enough not to do that. So, I mean, yeah. he lied kind of right to people's faces, but I don't know what you want him to say. Yeah. NASCAR does a similar thing. They have a they have a quote-unquote fan poll that's yeah. just a bunch of shills that tell them everything they want to say, and then they use that to make stupid changes. Yeah. I mean, it's, a de it's definitely a dumb thing. I would have rather preferred Batman just abstain from answering the question, but I don't know if that was, like, worse, because I don't know what's worse. Abstaining from the question – or when tanking has been the most prevalent it's ever been in the league this year um, to say that, oh, nobody tanks. But, like, dude, it's never been more obvious that teams tank this year, bro. We're having a tankathon special with the Chicago Blackhawks and the Arizona Coyotes and the Ottawa Senators and the Montreal Canadiens. Like, all of these teams are so clearly tanking, and to say that they don't tank is just absurd. Basically, my thoughts on the matter as well. Like, when you have the Arizona Coyotes who have been tanking for the better part of 15 years. Yeah, well, you can't. There's, 
You can't shit on the Coyotes. That's that's Batman's baby. You can't shit on. Oh them. yeah, Batman's that's Batman's golden goose right there. I mean, speaking I, of Batman, he's uh, been commissioner for thirty years today. Yeah, and what better way to cap off thirty years than a poll that showed that uh, viewership of like games and everything are down like twenty two percent this season. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a surprise. I mean they've made like. They've made, like, watching games, like, such a goddamn hassle. Like, it used to be, like, there was locally televised games, there was nationally televised games, and you had NHL center ice. And now there's so many different – there's, like, so many different ways you can watch. There's local, there's there's national, there's there's games behind paywalls on ESPN+. Plus. There's ESPN Plus exclusive games. There's NHL Network exclusive games. Like, it's just – it's crazy. And I just – I think that hopefully this will spell the end of like the like leagues just selling out their like rights to a bunch of premium services, but I don't think it will. It's not going to, and here's why. So Sinclair, the um, company that has the local rights for various teams, notably including teams like the Detroit Red Wings, the um, Anaheim Ducks, Los Angeles Kings. They're staring bankruptcy right in the face right now. Yeah, the Bali sports thing or whatever. Yes. They're all, they're, yeah, they're going. I did see that they were going, which is, like, crazy. Like, how? Like I feel like that thing, like, it just kind of, like, Bali sports just came out of, like, nowhere. Like, it used to kind of just be, like, root sports and AT&T and all those other, like, local. Well, they bought like, the. Um, or, like, MSN or NBC. Yeah. They bought the, um, like, Fox Sports regional networks. Okay, I was about to say, because, like, they came out of, like, nowhere, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but, like, how do you, like, buy all these local networks, and now you're going bankrupt? That doesn't make sense. Because it was a stupid purchase, is what the numbers are looking like right now? I mean, I guess. I mean, I like, the reason, like, local games are local for a reason, because no one, like, no one wants to watch them if they were, like, like, nationally televised, but, like, they bought, like, a bunch of, like, who gives a shit markets, like, Anaheim, like, who wants to watch the Ducks play, like... Arizona. Like, like Arizona. The Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers, like, you, like, let's buy, like, let's buy, like, the least watched teams. Let's do that. Like, okay, that's not a great plan, but... Sure oh, and guess that. what? And guess what? Their purchase also comes with the Miami Marlins and Detroit Tigers as a bonus. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not good, but, I mean... The the one issue that I have with all these like large streaming conglomerates, it's just it's just a pain in the ass to watch, and then everyone gets mad when like you go and like you find like a stream on like Stream East or whatever the hell, and people are like, on oh, hockey, you can't yeah. do that, you can't do that. I was like, but like it's such a pain, like it's such a hassle, like it's like the NHL and like especially the MLB, like the MLB like has Apple TV exclusive games, YouTube exclusive games. Amazon exclusive games, local games, nationally televised games, MLB network games. Like, if I, if like you wanted to legally, like, if you wanted to go through the route of legally watching every single game of like your favorite team, like, you'd be paying upwards of like $300, $400. And that's just, it's just insane for paying when I can just go on Stream East or. MLB 66 or NHL 66 or any of these like streaming places. Oh, I, I don't do that for legal reasons. I don't do that. I have never streamed a game illegally in my life. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Um, 
The Bruce Boudreaux saga has finally come to an end. He has been fired by the Vancouver Canucks, and they have hired Rick Tockett straight off of TNT. Um, this this was kind of brewing for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who could have seen this coming, right? I mean, it's 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 a real big shocker. It's a big surprise. It really shocked the really shocked the sports world when Tockett got hired. Uh, it's just like you know you fucked up like when your entire fan base is mad at you for firing Boudreaux and they're not even mad at you for firing Boudreaux. It's the fact that you made his firing so public. You, you, you drove him through the mud for like, like two months, just watching him lose over and over and over again. And then not only that, but you hire talk it, you hire him like at the most cupcake part of your schedule. Like, I think that's just what frustrates me. It's like, see, mm-hmm. it was never Boudreaux's fault. It, I mean, it was never, like, it wasn't our team's fault. It was Boudreaux's fault. Like, it seemed like that was, like, the move they wanted to do. They wanted to fire Boudreaux. They wanted Tockett to be brought in and then have Tockett win a bunch of games. But that hasn't happened. Yeah, that hasn't happened because, shocker, the team's bad. And even more shocker, when you trade away Bo Horvat, your team gets worse. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was, it's just, it's all around, like, upsetting. Like, it was upsetting to see, like, Bruce cry during his final game. Like, because all the fans were chanting, like, Bruce, there it is, during, like, the final home game that he, he, uh, he was coaching. And I just, I think it was also upsetting because I think Bruce kind of knows, like, that this was kind of his last hurrah. This was kind of his last chance. Mm-hmm. And, I feel like it definitely was his last chance, but like the NHL is like such like a boys club and it's such like a, like a, it's like just a factory of like the same coaches getting hired over and over again. Like talk it. How the hell is talk it having like talk it getting hired is just insane to me. I mean, he was an assistant coach with Sullivan when Rutherford was the GM. So it's just all about who, you know, essentially that's how talk it's gotten yeah. hired. That's how Tortorella got rehired. Just as long as you stay in that, public sphere you're kind of going to get rehired i feel like that's the case always i mean not with mike babcock but with everybody else yeah well mike babcock did the did the thing of attacking a star player in toronto yeah yeah which was kind of the end of him yeah i mean yeah i mean bruce like he's treated like he was treated so unfairly he was publicly publicly railroaded and just I mean it's just I get it you know I get that like it happens like coaches get fired and normally it's not so public but like it's just insane for it like I don't even know how it became so public but like I think that's like the issue that I have with it I would I would have been fine if they fired him but like to make it so public that you were firing him and then to wait so long to fire him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the pick segment, All-Star Game Edition. We'll get to two of those games a little later, but we start with a game tonight. The Carolina Hurricanes currently leading the Metropolitan Division head to Buffalo. Buffalo one point outside of playoff spot. Yeah, so that's a big game tonight for Buffalo, obviously, being one point out of a playoff spot. And I would be 
a fool to go against my better judgment and go for the upset. Uh, so I'll choose Carolina in this one, who just had an impressive win over the Kings. We were talking that before the show started, where they overcame a 4-1 to deficit to win 5-4 to in overtime. And they're just such a deadly team. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Carolina as well. I know Uko Pekka Lukanen was um, just named Rookie of the Month for January. He's been having, he's been on a good run, but I just think Carolina's offensive talent is too much, as seen on Sunday with their win over the Bruins. Yeah. Now we move into the All-Star game, or All-Star games, I should say, two semifinals. I don't understand why you make the East and the West wear the same jerseys and then you put them against each other in the first game, but that's what they did because the NHL, you know, does things. So the first game is the Central against the Pacific. Yeah, I mean, the All-Star games, like, it's not even, like, a statistical thing. Like, it's just sort of, like, you just guess. So I'll just choose the Central because the Pacific is just full of just mid. Like, especially at goalie. Sorry. Like, especially at goalie. Like, how's Edmonton's backup goalie an all-star? And Logan Thompson. I mean, Stuart Skinner. Like, who who has ever heard of that dude? Like, I bet McDavid doesn't even know who that is. So, I don't – I mean – I mean, they have McDavid, but I, I still, I'm still going to go to the Central. Yeah, I'm going to take the Central as well. Um, nobody knows what's going to happen with Bo Horvat in the All-Star game because he got picked, but now he's in a different division. I to represent the Metro. Yeah. Um, I just don't think the Pacific has the star power. I mean, they do have McDavid, but no, Trevor Zegers was a dumb decision. I just don't get how Trevor Zegers doesn't make it. Yeah. All right. Next, we have the Metropolitan against the host division, the Atlantic division. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to take the Metro in this one because, obviously, uh, I feel like our team's a little stacked. You know, Igor, Nett, Crosby, and Ovi on the same team, and I just got to choose the Metro because that's my division, so I got to choose it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the Atlantic one because it's my division. Ooh, shocker. Two, because... I think the NHL will want the home division to advance and will oh, maybe be willing to do a some things. Cooking, a little reggae. Yeah, a little home cooking. Yeah. Um hopefully we don't hopefully we don't get a review in the all-star game again. Yeah. Did we get was there a review last? I don't even think last, last year there was a last year last year there was an offside review. And it was the uh, stupidest thing I've ever seen in the all. It's not even a fun review. It's not even a fun review. It's a freaking. It's not even like a goal review, bro. Who gives a shit about offsides in the All Star game? And there's like I just uh, freaking All Star game. Are you actually gonna Are you gonna watch the All Star game? Because I don't plan on watching the All Star game. Um. So Tennessee basketball has a home game at two. So I'll, I'll probably watch the final. Yeah, like, do you actually enjoy watching the All-Star game, or are you just going to watch it because, like, it's, like, the All-Star game? I I enjoy taking it way too seriously and yelling and screaming the whole game and pretending it really matters. That's crazy. I mean, I used to watch the Pro Bowl in the NFL, but that's, like, the only All-Star game, like, I watched. But I don't even watch any, like, Pro Bowl All-Star game because, like, all these people are, like, dropping out. Like, didn't, like, who dropped out? Someone dropped out recently in the All-Star game. I'm trying to think. I don't remember. 
I thought it was somebody dropped out. Mm-hmm. I can't think of him. All right. Monday night, Madison Square Garden, the Calgary Flames come into town. Both teams currently – actually, no, Calgary on the outside looking in just on the tiebreaker right now. Yeah, so Calgary, they've hit a big bit of a snag. You know, they, they look worse than they, they should, you know, with the amount of talent they have on that roster. Kind of just been middling around. They lost to Chicago and teams like that, but also, like, beating the Lightning 6-3. to three. So I, I just don't know what to think of them. And I think the Rangers have kind of hit their stride at the right time. So I think I'm going to take the Rangers in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rangers as well. They've definitely been playing better as of late. I I can see them going on a little bit of a run, coming out of the All-Star break, getting some more momentum. Well, but we're not taking into effect that maybe Shesterkin gets hurt in the All-Star game. <laughs> Could you imagine? Right. If, if Brad Marshawn – actually, is Brad Marshawn – Brad Marshawn's not even in the All-Star game. If – David Bostock went flying in on net and then hit Shesterkin and he got hurt. I feel like the most likely position that could get hurt in the All-Star game is goalie because they could just pull something trying to make a save. Like, that's like the only that's like the only position where you can't really go half speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, every other position and every other position on the ice, you can go half speed and they don't actually hit. But like goalies, like if they can make the save, they just try to make the save and they can just tweak something. Yeah. All right, and then the final game, Tuesday night, one, one of your favorites, the ESPN Plus exclusive. Oh, let's um, go. Edmonton Oilers heading to the new theater of dreams to take on the Detroit Red Wings. Will Leah Hextall be on the mic? <laughs> I do not know yet. Okay, so Edmonton, I feel like, just like the Rangers, like they've caught fire at just the right time. They won four of their last five. McDavid is just unstoppable. It's basically a lock for him to score every night at this point. Like I swear he scores every night. Because uh, that that like team right now is literally just it's literally just McDavid and Dreisaitl and a bunch of other people who like contribute on occasion. Uh and the Red Wings are the Red Wings. So I'll take Edmonton. <laughs> now we get to the point where I want to pick an upset and I'm gonna look for excuses to pick one. I think that once the Atlantic division wins the all-star game, that's gonna give Detroit momentum coming out of that. <laughs> I, I can't I can't keep going with this. I'm picking Detroit. Why? I don't know. I tried to justify it, but I can't. You want me to get? You want me to get even closer in the standings? I've clawed yeah, we'll make it a little bit of a race. Yeah, I've clawed my. Currently, I'm currently nine points up. I know. I oh, what was how, how what was like the records? What did they look like last last time we recorded? Because I felt like I was um, down like further. Yeah. So we so four out of the five games we picked the same way. Oh, and then. And then you won the other one Let's because go. I I took a retake from Ottawa to St. Louis and it didn't pay off. Oh yeah, so. I can't do that. Can't well, cannot pick the Ottawa Senators on the road. Yeah, well, everybody, uh, that concludes the uh, ninth episode. Unless Jack, you want to say anything? I don't have anything more to say. Now. Well, Jack, uh, have fun watching Tennessee uh, play tonight. Hopefully you you don't lose. Um, We're already you know, down we six. Oh, it's seven oh eight p.m. The game started at seven, and we are already down six. Score? Ten to four. Brutal, brutal. All right, guys. No coming back from this. We'll see you next time. Whenever next yep. time is.